Welcome along, folks, to this week's Tune the Code. A uh, short version this week, um, due to circumstances beyond our control, work and all this kind of stuff, um, the lads aren't available for the podcast this week. So we'll do a double review next week of the Crystal Palace and the Fulham game, which is on tomorrow away. So today we'll just do a short catch-up with Michaela on the women's side of things. Uh, first few games of the season and later on we'll have an interview which we done earlier this year with Bob Latchford. Afternoon Michaela. Hi Joe, how are you? All good, all good. Haven't spoken to you in a while. I know I've been busy, busy and I've been off Halloween and you've been busy with college but uh, we're back, we're back. Um, So I'm just going to do kind of a full recap. I know we we did a couple of uh, things before but we'll just do a full recap today. I know the season's still kind of early doors, five games in. Um, so we'll, we'll do a full recap of it. But before we start, um, I know we spoke about it with the lads a couple of weeks ago. Just want to touch on the absolute amazing achievement of Ireland's women's team making the World Cup. Just superb. Yeah, it's absolutely terrific. Just for just women's football in general in Ireland and um, a great moment in history that would be go down um as one a great game a great win a great result and it's just super going into the world cup hopefully that'll build up a lot more hype um around women's football and it'll just grow and grow like it's continuing to grow every single day and um, mm. it's just an amazing achievement and it was a super goal as well um and just touching on everton obviously um courtney brosnan is the yeah. goalkeeper and ireland's number one as well she mm. just did amazing that game like saving the penalty, keeping us in, and then to get that result was just super. I was really happy for her in that moment. She did unreal. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we spoke about as well. It's, uh, all right, it's great for this this team to make the, the World Cup. and But it's just, uh, like, women's football has been on the rise a lot the last five, five, six years, maybe a little bit longer, to be honest. But uh, this will just send it to a different stratosphere around around Ireland. Yeah, absolutely unreal. And even just getting to that point, like the Ireland team, so many people doubted them and they weren't going to do it. Mm. And they just came through and showed everyone what quality they have and what they can produce. And I'm just really excited to see them now in the World Cup and what they can do, see how far they can get. And yeah, it's Mm. just great. All in all for women's football. Yeah, I know you play football. Uh, Obviously exciting around your team when when they qualified. Yeah, absolutely. Like everyone w- wanted to watch the game together, and we all got together and watched it. Um, it was a great night, just super uh, achievement for the whole country, mm. and I think it's just great um, to see how far we can go. Super. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tough group, though, to be honest. Like Canada, Australia, and uh, Nigeria. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, they made it this far, so maybe they can keep going. But it definitely, it'll definitely be a tough competition. Yeah, exactly. A free, free shot, to be honest with them. Like I said, go and enjoy it. But uh, like, uh, obviously, you want to do well. But I think the main thing is just to, just to enjoy it and just enjoy the experience. Yeah. The whole, I think, actually, I'm thinking of going. To be honest. Well, honestly, Joe, well, let's book our tickets. We're going yeah, yeah, to well, well, Australia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, for, I'm for going a new kitchen, so I don't know what you're going to let go. So, <laughs> Donna doesn't know yet, but she will uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, brilliant. And really, really looking forward to it now. So, uh, like, uh, next July. June, I think the tournament starts in June. Yeah, it's definitely in the summer anyway. Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Big, big, big excitement now. Uh, 
look forward to it. Okay, so um, we get back to the ladies, Everton ladies. Uh, game, the season's kind of five games in. Uh, it started off when it was, it was a bad first game, lost to West Ham. And it was kind of Everton kind of doom and gloom. But then they, they played very well since. Yeah, so just a quick recap. I'll go through, you know, all the games so far and just mm. a little note on how we played in each game. But, um, yeah, we're currently sitting in fourth place in the league, which is just great. Like, off to a great start so far. Um, mm. Five games played with three wins and two losses. And, you know, only, you were saying earlier, just three points off the top. Like, it's super to see. Because um, when you think of, like, the WSL and you're thinking of teams like Arsenal, Chelsea, the mm. likes of them, Man City, like, um, just the quality that they have. And they're all up there to see that we're kind of matching that level. Um, it's just great to see in Everton because, um, like, imagine if the men were in fourth <laughs> right now. This is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be great. So just delighted the girls team is doing well and hopefully we can keep going. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, the first game we played against West Ham obviously wasn't the best start. Um, mm. It was the manager, Brian Sorensen's uh, first WSL game in charge. And unfortunately, we lost 1-0, but the game was end-to-end. Uh, we had loads of chances and just we just couldn't score. Um, again, Brosnan made some great saves to keep us in the game, um, but they scored from a corner. We just couldn't really clear it properly. And it was a bit frustrating to watch. Um, they just scored before half time, so that kind of killed any momentum we had. And unfortunately, we just came away with the loss there. Mm. Just uh, on that match, like we we talked about it a few weeks ago, but uh, new manager coming in, uh, and then obviously last season Everton bought a lot of players, but they sold a lot of players this year. So, like we said, they, they hadn't gelled properly. Um, They've obviously started gel. I know we're, we're skipping on, but they've obviously yeah. started to gel well together now and and play as a group. Yeah, and I think all the new players that we got in, obviously, like you said, we lost a lot of them. But the players mm. we've got in have shown that they have great quality to them. Like they're all super individuals, and again, it's just that coming together, gelling as a team, mm. and uh, playing all together, just trying to get that quality, um, through and showing it through all the players together. Um, but yeah, like as you were saying, I think the next few games that I'll be talking about that we've played um, have kind of shown that they are kind of coming mm. together, which was obviously different last year. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll continue to keep on uh, with the win streak and see how we get on. But just that the next game after the West Ham, the first game of the season, uh, was obviously against Liverpool, as we all know. Yeah. Um, the first Merseyside derby in the women's team or the women yeah in the women's team uh in three years and we won three nil uh completely different to the West Ham game like obviously we still had uh the quality was shown in the West Ham game but we couldn't score and it was just opposite in this game like we played amazing as a team and we had lots of shots and obviously you know like if you don't shoot you don't score and it's really kind of displayed in the um in the result with the three nil uh the first goal was a great header from Finnegan to make it one nil and then the second goal, um, Jess Park showed there was beautiful fo- footwork, uh, just bringing it around the two Liverpool players and then slotting it right into the corner. It was lovely. And then for the final goal, um, Jess Park assisted Hannah Benison. She came on the second half and she had a lovely finish into the bottom right corner. So that was our first three points of the season. And it was just unreal seeing everyone get together, the match being in Anfield and everything. Yeah. 
it's just a super result for the whole club. It really brought everyone up, I think, and that really showed in the next the next game. But yeah, it was just super. Yeah, I watched that. That game was actually on Sky Sports Live, and uh, yeah. just just everything just clicked. It really just yeah. did, and and it could have been more, to be honest. But, like, yeah, definitely. Like we had so yeah. many chances, um, but you're happy enough with the result anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So next game, then uh, they played Leicester. Yeah, that was the third game of the season. Uh, back to winning ways again. So that was the one nil win. Um, that was our first game at home of the season in well in Walton Hall Park. Anyway, um, mm. now we didn't play our best, but you know we still managed to get away with the three points, which is what you want, you know. Um, the goal was actually scored in the last few seconds of the game from a free kick by Hannah Benison that the keeper just got a hand to it. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. still in. She kind of threw it into the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think she might have secretly been wearing an Everton shirt under that goalkeeper jersey. It was a great finish from her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, so it was good to get a result from that game. And then obviously having the two wins then, it was looking good. You weren't really thinking back to the um, West Ham loss. So that, at that stage, we had our two wins and just the one loss. And we went into the international break. Um, so then after that, came into our fourth game now that was against Chelsea um wasn't the best result obviously we we lost 3-1 but mm. even though we lost it didn't really show the result based on how we played because yeah i think the first few um even the first half we played really well but the unfortunate thing was that we played well in patches it wasn't a full 90 minute um of quality but saying mm. that like Chelsea are such tough opponents um yeah, Chelsea are kind of the team to beat now aren't they they're, they're, I mean they're, yeah. they're going well in the Champions League as well now so they're kind yeah. of the benchmark just, they have absolutely super players and the likes of Sam Kerr and uh, Harder and all they they were just playing unreal that game and to be fair to us we did I feel like we matched their level at times and mm. we displayed great moments obviously um it was that it was one one at one stage. We managed to equalise um, an own goal that was fumbled in, but we still got the goal anyway. Um, mm. But then Chelsea got a very soft penalty, and I don't know if you remember the men's game against Spurs with Jordan Pickford, where it was kind of like um, Harry Kane. Yeah, Harry Kane yeah, yeah. and his knee into Pickford's tie. It was literally just like that. The penalty that mm. was given away, and it was one all at this stage, and then gave away a really soft penalty like that. Obviously, Chelsea scored with the quality they have. And it kind of took our hope out of the game. Like, you could see everyone's mm. head drop. And it kind of led to us conceding again in the 95th minute. Um, so that was not the best result. But it's good to see that we have that quality. It, even if it's just in patches, we just need to work on it being, you know, 90 minutes of quality. And hopefully, uh, further on in the season, we can compete better with teams like that. Like, obviously... The next game is against Man United, and you know that'll be a really tough game. But hopefully, we can compete well to them. Maybe take away a yeah, point or three. Yeah, I think that's the key to like to take like kind of positive of the loss that 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 we can match the likes of Chelsea and Arsenal. No, no, it's it's not really a surprise that they lose, but to to stand up to them in in like I said in patches and match them. Yeah. And even though obviously that wasn't the best result, there was a lot of positives, like you say, to take from the game. Like I saw somewhere that uh, the Chelsea game was the biggest attendance in Walton Hall Park. It was like wow. record-breaking, uh, nearly 7,000 fans, I think, uh, which is great to see. And like even if you were watching the game, the fans were singing the entire time. Like there's just great support in that. Yeah. 
stadium it feels really like a big family in there and it's just super like seeing that support and everyone coming down like I think that game was um on a Wednesday night maybe and mm. yeah everyone coming down to watch it it was just super it's great stuff yeah you've been to just you've been to Walton Hall Park a couple of times what, what's the stadium like itself yeah, like I've only been twice and they were both last season. Um, mm. It's just, it's amazing. Like it's a super atmosphere and everyone's getting behind the girls. It's just great to see. And it's lovely seeing the girls um, in Walton, Her- Walton Hall Park playing because you can really see the quality they have on the ball, their decision making. It's just super. And mm. it's just a great day out really. Um, especially I love going to a women's game and then if a men's game is on at the same time, getting to go to both of them, you know. It's just super. Yeah, yeah. I did that last year, but yeah, Walton yeah, Park is yeah. great atmosphere. Yeah, they're kind of making it their own home now, really, aren't they? Yeah, it's super to see. Like, hopefully, um, with the game growing and growing, maybe we'll outgrow the stadium and you know have to move location. But for now, it's a great place to be, and just super seeing all the fans getting behind the girls. Yeah, class, class. Yeah, and then moving on, the next game was that uh, Villa. Am I right there? Yeah, that was so we played Villa in the league and then just after we played them in the cup. Um but just the league game, uh we won 1-0. It was great after the true one loss because it kind of showed, you know, we are still at the level. We can still beat these teams like Aston Villa is a super team. Mm. Super quality in the WSL. Um so to get a 1-0 win from them was huge for us like um great to be back to winning ways and uh we were re- we did really well defensively I felt. Um Lucy Graham scored an unreal goal. It was really well worked throughout the whole team. Everyone did super. Um, it showed the quality that we have, you know, and it was a one-touch strike uh, from the back post. Uh, it was just a great team goal to get, you know, mm. after that tough uh, loss against Chelsea. So that was super, yeah. So that was the game against Villa in the league. And then obviously uh, we played them last night in the FA Cup. Yeah, that was um, some game. Yeah, full-time score, one all, and then... Uh, it went to penalties, but just on that goal in uh, during the game, Beaver Jones, who's just back from injury, um, she scored an amazing goal. She showed like the pace that she has, beating the keeper and taking it around her and just slotting it in. It was just super, and it's great to see goals like that of that quality. Um, then yeah, so we equalised there, um, and then it went to penalties, uh, and we won four two on penalties. Emily Ramsey just played unreal. She's mm. the other goalkeeper, you know, apart from uh, Courtney Brosnan. But yeah, Emily was playing. She really showed how great she is, like made them two saves for the penalties to get us to the win. And yeah, she she saved a one-on-one against, I don't know if you remember, Kenza Daly. For no, her, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she had a good few shots on her and Ramsey saved a lot of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just great to beat a team like Aston Villa twice in the space of a week. And as well as that, um, the depth of our squad uh, was shown because we made about eight changes, I think, to the team, which oh, is basically nearly the whole team, you know. Yeah. Um, and it just shows the quality that we can produce and, you know, the squad depth we have, considering uh, we are playing Villa, who have, like, such a great team, and we can still yeah. produce with the eight changes. It's just great to see you. Yeah, I think that's a good point as well, that, like, it keeps squad members, like, involved and, and when given a chance, they can actually, like, produce. Yeah, absolutely. Especially Beaver Jones getting the goal. Like she's only come back from injury, and she wants to prove herself to the team, and that she can. She is a starting player, you know. But she she did unreal, and especially Emily Ramsey with the start. Um, 
making them two saves. And she really kept us in the game for the one all because uh, Villa had a lot of shots on her. Um, but mm-hmm. she just did super. It was really good. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, what's up next? Yeah, so um, that's the five games that we've played so far. And the next game will be against Man United, um, which will be a really tough game. We'll have to see how we get on there. Hopefully we can show it up to them like we did Chelsea, but get away with a better result than that game. Um, so that game's on Sunday, the 30th of October. It's at home in Walton Hall Park and it's at 2pm. I think it's on BBC One. Okay, so very good. if anyone's interested in watching it, that's where you'd get it. BBC One at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Brilliant. Okay. And just on the on the manager himself, uh uh he seems to be bedding in quite quite well and I know like the turmoil after last season, so we just really need a little bit of stability now. Yeah, absolutely. And you can see like with him rotating the squad and doing a different few different uh teams lining up, um, you kinda of would worry thinking, you know, the eight changes that's a lot to be making considering we won the last game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see he knows what he's doing because clearly we got the result and it was just super. So he seems to be really um, fitting in well with the squad. I think all the girls really like him as a manager. And, you know, he's saying things like Everton are, feel like a family and he loves the stadium and the grounds. Seen a few interviews from him. and Yeah, he just looks like he's really enjoying it. Hopefully he'll get us a lot more good results. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the key thing coming out the last few games. It's just the togetherness of it's not just the the manager and the players, but everybody, fans, everyone just seems to be buying into it. Similar to the men's team, when everyone's on the same page, it just works so well. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to see, especially after the issues with last year about new players coming in and mm. they didn't really gel in the end, and then there was people leaving. This year, you're kind of worrying about what's going to happen to the team. But clearly, it's going well. Like, yeah, with the results we've had, we're up there in the table with teams like Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, Man United, all them. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we can just keep going in that direction. Um, and it's just great to see everyone getting behind the girls. And hopefully it'll just keep going up, yeah. Absolutely. Long make the team. Three points off the top. Listen, if that was, like you said earlier, if that was the men's team, we'd be just singing from the rafters. So keep yeah. up, keep up the old work. Okay, thanks for that, Michaela. Update, and we'll we'll do it more often. We do it more regularly now. To be honest, I know we yeah. uh, miss things, and I just uh, I was away. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Yeah, really is the women's team is just just really taken off. Really has not just international, but Everton as well, and WSL is just. I think the TV coverage as well is making pursuit well. So thanks for that, Michaela, and. Uh, Coming up after the break, folks, we have uh, that interview I did last year with Bob Latchford. This is Kevin Campbell, and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome along, folks, to a very special episode of Chewing the Cud. And I've interviewed some ex-players in recent times, but today I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by an Everton icon. 268 appearances for Everton. Just 138 goals, but more importantly, the man who walks on water. Good morning, <laughs> Bob Blackford. Good morning, Joe. Oh, no. I think that's going to stay with me for for the rest of my life, isn't it? Well, listen, pal, it'll save you some money on air trip. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it would. 
I'll tell you what, if I did, I'd be making an awful lot of money. I know that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, how, how are we getting on over there? Uh, I know well, we, the, yeah, yeah we, we're okay. Um, mm. We're pretty as safe as we as safe can be. You know, we live in um, a, a little hamlet, a little village um, south of Nuremberg. It's it's quiet. Um, we're at the end of a road, and we've got fields and woods behind us. Uh, we've got three dogs, so we, it's handy for the three dogs. So we take the three yeah, dogs yeah. walking out into in, into the woods, you know, into the forest. Yeah, um, our, our only major concern is obviously the children, um, mm. who, who obviously had been going to school, uh, them catching it and bringing it back into the yeah. household. But at the moment, the kids are off school anyway because we're in in a bit of a, a major lockdown up until I think mid February. I think then it will be reviewed again. So it's, you know, it's everybody, we just got to get through it. Um, and yeah. people have got to do what the governments are, are telling them to do. Because if they don't, this virus is not going to go away anytime soon, Joe. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be with us. And it stays with you anyway. Viruses don't, can't be killed anyway. Mm. So, you know, we've got to try and control it. So yeah, strange, there you go. Strange time everywhere. Just, just has it to is, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be done, yeah. Yeah, common sense. Yes, no, people absolutely. don't like listen to governments, but like I think no, during they, they this time no, it has no. to be done. Yeah. yeah, it's just common sense for everybody because you know people are dying. Mm. Uh, okay, people die from from flus anyway, but this is not a flu. This is more than the flu. Uh, this is something a, a bit more se- a lot more serious. So yeah. Uh, yeah. they just got to be careful and, and think about other people. Mm. Exactly. Okay, Bob, we're going on to the yeah, anyway, thing. Yeah, not, that's that's, that's, that's sounds like sounds like Sky News here. But... It does, yeah, yeah. Let's get away from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, we go yeah, well, go right back to the very start, Bob. You joined yes. Birmingham at the age of fourteen. Mm. That must have been amazing for a, for a local boy. Was well, yeah. At fourteen, I, I signed schoolboy forms. Um, my brother David uh, actually had already signed a couple of years earlier, um, so he was by the time. I actually went to Birmingham, you know, as a 16-year-old. He was like a, a young pro. Um, so uh, it was nice to have him there. It's not that we, we sort of talked that much because back in those days, the lines between, like, apprentice professionals and pros and senior pros was, was very marked lines of, you know, you you, you got to be – it was more regimented. You, you had to be careful who you were talking to and when you were even talking. Your, even your brother. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I could I could talk to him at certain times, but other times, you know, phew, you know I'm an wow. AP. Get out of here! You know, it's like. Yeah. Phew, yeah. Did, oh, you, did you have to clean his boots or anything? I probably did actually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I say he loved that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you had to be very careful around senior pros uh, because mm. they would give you a clout around the ear. You just could not overstep with a senior pro. And going into dressing rooms, you had to knock on the door and ask permission to go in the dressing room from a senior pro before you could go in and clear up or whatever. Um, they didn't make life easy for you, I tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was it was an education it was a, a bit of a schooling, you know. Yeah, I think into they, the they, world. Kids now don't know how good they have it, really. Oh, they don't know. No, absolutely yeah. not. No, but you know, things change, Joe. Everything changes. Yeah. So yeah. So um, then you went down yeah. to play for him. Uh, Simon Pro was seventeen. 
yeah, made their debut yeah. Uh, yeah. a year later. Uh, scored yeah. twice on their debut, actually. Yes, I did. I pressed the North End, yeah, on a um, bit of a chilly night. Uh, and the, the one thing about that was um, Fred Pickering, oh, another yeah. ex Everton yeah. centre forward, and very much underrated centre forward, I, I have yeah. to say. Fred played centre half that day uh, wow. because he, he was he was Birmingham City centre forward and he played centre half and he was the first person that came up to me twice to congratulate me when I scored the both goals and he, he was a gentleman he was lovely and ever since when I, I met him at Dews always the same sat down with him you could have a good chat with him um, and he was a lovely man uh, as I said very underrated Sadly, obviously, he passed away a year or two back. Mm. Uh, but a very underrated Everton centre forward for me. Mm. Was it hard to break into that team? Like at that yeah, age yes, it, yes, it was. Um, I, and, and not. I, I was expecting it maybe earlier, uh, mm. funnily enough, uh, because Stan Cullis, who was the manager at the time, kept hinting that you know he was going to push me, push me up. Uh, get me involved but he, he, he didn't um, so I, I was sort of champing at the bit you know thinking yes I can I can do this you know uh, but it, it, it's it's quite a step it's hell of a step from yeah. playing like reserve team football to then playing senior football uh, at that level at that time um, but yeah he, he gave me the opportunity uh, and uh, uh, things over the next season too didn't quite work out as as well as I I would have liked them to have worked out, but um, at least I, I got my opportunity. Yeah. Like I said, they struggled a bit and then they signed with yes. this, this young guy, uh, Trevor Francis. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, what, like, I, I know, I, I read an article there last week and he liked him to uh, Wayne Rooney at the time. Yeah, he, he, he was, for me, he, he probably had probably more ability than Wayne Rooney. Mm. You know, overall ability. Mm. Technical ability. As a player, um, he, he was just phenomenal. What he could do, uh, Trevor. Um, I think the the advent of that was that uh, we changed manage, manager. Um, Freddie Goodwin came, okay. uh, and all of a sudden things started to happen around the club. And and Trevor came along with Freddie, uh, so things changed dramatically uh, when he came and Trevor came. Um, but his ability was phenomenal. Um, Wayne was was more of a man. He, he was like the finished yeah. article almost at, at his age. Yeah. Uh, Trevor was still a boy, uh, still a, you know, a, a wicked of a young boy, but the things he could do, it was just phenomenal. Um, I've always said he was the, the greatest natural player I've ever played with. Um, he, yeah, and, and, you know, he, yeah. he was just super. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of these the first yeah. million pound player. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, he's one of these players that you you would have had to have seen at the time to appreciate just how good he was and how technically gifted he was. Uh, so yeah. yeah, just super. And he joined Everton yeah. down in nineteen seventy four, Bob. Uh, yes, that yes. Well, he he really came out of the blue. Honestly, um, I was sitting at home and Freddie Goodwin rang up. Uh, there'd been a lot of speculation. Uh, for some months and maybe over the past year uh, uh, about me, but uh, I never felt as if I was going to be moving anywhere. 
Uh, yeah. You were happy, I, apparently, I think, how much of time? Yeah, I was happy, yeah. I think this came about partly because Freddie needed players. He needed, and he, he didn't have the money to go out and get the players he wanted. And I think he was forced to sell somebody, and he, he couldn't sell Trevor. No way could he sell Trevor. Um, and there wasn't really anybody else where he could attract the players he wanted and the money. Uh, yeah. So I think selling me was, 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 was next in line sort of thing. <laughs> uh, and he, honestly, he just rang me up out of the blue. Uh, <clears throat> he said, I'm coming to pick you up. Everton wants to talk to you. And he did. He picked me up in the car. We went up the M6, um, somewhere up past Stoke, I think. I'm not quite 100% sure where it was. Uh, and we stopped off at this like motel. Um, and that, this is the first time I ever met, really met Howard Kendall, funny enough, because we passed each other because um, the, Billy Bingham and the club secretary were in one room and Freddie was in another room. And we actually passed each other on the way into, into the respective rooms. Uh, okay. And we just nodded at each other, you know, mm. you know hello. You know. And afterwards, strangely, we passed each other on the way back because he came out more or less the same time I did. And he, and he, and he said, um, everything okay, Bob? I went, yeah. And you? He said, yeah. And that was it. And I went home and he went home. But the irony of, of all this is, obviously this was like February, February 74. Mm. In the summer, after, that, after the end of that season, Myself and Pat and the kids ended up moving into the same road that Howard lived in. in oh, wow. In Formby. Okay. And, and that summer, funnily enough, I got to know Howard quite well um, mm. because I'd spend uh, an afternoon or two in his back garden um, with a crate of ale yeah. that I had to go and get usually <laughs> and bring it back. <laughs> and, we, and we'd be there, we'd be having a drink and a chat not always about football. You know, he, yeah. he would confer, converse on any subject. And he, he, he was very inquisitive about mm. everything, not only football, but everything. You know, what, what was in the papers, what was making the headlines. Mm. Um, and we'd just talk. Uh, so it's no surprise to me that he went on to become the manager he did because he, he was always asking the, the right questions and what do you think of this, Bob, and what do you think of that, Bob? And so he he's always getting information back uh, to help him. To yeah, to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But a lo- lovely, lovely man. Good. Yeah, what yeah. a good player. I met him on a few occasions. Yeah. yeah. Who never played for, for England, of That's, course. It's, it's just. Yeah. It's, it is. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Amazes me. I know no, we no, talk yeah, about yeah. England later around, but it's just amazing. I know. Yeah. The Everton yeah. players who never got like, a oh, good chance yes. at an yeah. international level. But, and he's yeah. just getting back to that deal uh, 350,000. Yes. Yeah, which included Howard and Archie Stiles. Obviously, oh, went the other way. But Birmingham yes. only got like eighty thousand pounds cash in that yes. deal, which was kind of strange. Yeah, yeah, it was a strange deal. Um, how it's like everything else. How they came up with it, I, I don't really know. Um, mm. But obviously, at the time, it was classed as a, a British record fee. Obviously. Um, I would have thought I would have made up most of most of that. <laughs> no disrespect to Archie. Archie. No disrespect to Archie, but I think he was just a tag on, you know, mm. um, a, a, another body for 
for Freddie Goodman, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I've, you, yeah, you nearly Bill Shankly tried to sign it as well. Around well, funny enough, yeah, funny enough, there was. I, funny enough, I heard about this, and and my brother Peter, who, who was still living at home um, at that point, he says he took a phone call uh, from Bill Shankly that afternoon. Oh, uh, funny enough, yeah. He, if you ever talk to Peter, get around to talking to my brother Peter. He will give you the lowdown on that. Uh, so uh, yeah, um, the only way I know Bill was interested was on the evening. Um, I got a knock on the door. You know, I was, we're sitting at home. Pat and I were sitting at home. Got a knock on the door, and uh, Big Roger Hind was there. You know, uh, and he's, he's Bill Shankly's nephew. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nephew. Yeah, I'll get that right. He played for Birmingham. Uh, he played for Birmingham, Roger. Sad, okay. Sadly, another player who's passed on a few years mm. ago, big Roger. Uh, and he, he said that um, Shanks wanted me. He was after me. Uh, and I said, well, tell Shanks, uh, sorry, but, you know, I've signed for Everton. I, I, I've, made my, I've made my decision. Mm. Um, and I've never once regretted that decision. I, I, I tell this to all Evertonians um, yeah. because I went back inside and Pat asked me who was it I said it's Roger you know he's Bill Shankly's nephew and she she asked me how do you feel I said I feel fine I, I feel you know I've made my decision yeah. um, and I'm happy with it uh, and that's as true then as it was now as it was then and I say yeah. that to Evertonians all the time and it really is um, I, I was happy to to have made that decision uh, I'm still happy about it now so but yeah Never regret anything. That's my. That's my you, way. That's right. Yeah, you can't regret anything in life. Yeah. Life and is ama- too short. Amazingly, it, absolutely. And amazingly, yeah. you never scored against Liverpool forever. Oh, oh no, I couldn't. I, I, you know, this bugs me a little. That, um, <laughs> especially since um, um, Dominic uh, Kel- Kelvit Lewin is it Lewin? Yeah, Lewin. Yeah, scored. You know, you know, he managed to score, hasn't he, yeah. against Liverpool? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, well done, lad. Terrific. In fact, he's done two things that I didn't do. A, he scored against Liverpool, and B, he scored on his international debut. Okay. So there's two things he's done. Well, so, there's you know, one regret, maybe, not scored against him. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, if, if you have regrets in football, that's that's definitely one of them where... Um, I could f- score with other teams, Birmingham, Swansea, whatever. Uh, but with Everton, I, I don't know. Um, it's it, it became, I think part of the problem was the game was built up to such a, a degree uh, and the pressure on you not to lose was so intense that I think it stifled how we approached and played um, uh, and because you, you you just didn't want to make any mistakes against those. Did, did it make you change your game did you, against them? I, I, I think it, it, it must have not psychologically it must have. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't think you, you, you're changing, but I think you, we, we, we probably did change the way we played and how we approached it because it was such, certainly under Billy Bingham, it was such an intense um, feeling the week before Billy would yeah. you know the week before it would it be 
oh, Liverpool next week, blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. We've got to... Um, I suspect Carlo Ancelotti is going the other way with it. Yeah. I would suspect. Just play with it down man. totally. Yeah, play it down. Just, it's, you know, but under Billy day. Bingham, whatever, it was really, oh, we cannot afford to lose. Uh, mm. And we'd work harder during the week as well. Mm. You know, instead of maybe, you know, pacing ourselves, our programme of that week would be much, much harder than it would be for any other normal team. Mm. And funny enough, Shanks, um, who had a house overlooking Belfield, right? Yeah. When, when he uh, left Liverpool, he used to come in into um, Belfield. That's right, yeah, And, yeah. and, and, and um, Jim, um, oh, Jim, 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 Jim McGregor, the physio, would look after him. Okay. And he, 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 now, there's the man, that, you know, Jim McGregor has got a lot of stories, I would imagine, oh, yeah. with Bill Shankly. He's, he's never divulged any, to be honest. Fair, uh, play, he, fair play. But he must know a, a few stories. Um, but one thing he was saying that Shanks used to watch us training that week and he'd go oh, the other way with Liverpool, right? And just, oh, gosh, you know, calm things down, slow things down, not, not, too, not too heavy. And, and we'd be knackered by the end, end of the week, yeah. basically. And they'd be fresh. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's just... Pe- just the psychological yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just say left everything on the training pitch. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we, we mm. would do. Yeah. Um, and, anyway. and just specifically for yeah. Liverpool, was it? Yes, just specifically for Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. I know, yeah. Well, I suppose they, yeah. were, they were listen, one of the best teams in Europe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Time, so, it, yeah. it, it, it changed a little under Gordon Lee. Mm. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Uh, changed a little under Gordon Lee because we actually managed to to beat them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the so, Andy King. Uh, yeah, yeah. Andy crack. King, yeah. yeah. Well, we could do that in a, in a couple yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that, yeah. that 74, 75 yeah. season, uh, we went really, really close that season. And oh. Everybody talks about the, the Carlisle home and away. Oh, I know, yeah. I know, yeah. 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 Oh, Basically, oh, cost us the league that year. That, funnily enough, uh, and I believe Sheffield United, our last home game, we lost, I think, mm. 2-1. You may have to check. But mm. if we'd beaten Sheffield United, we would have ended up winning the league. So irrespective of the Carlisle, two games against yeah. Carlisle, which I have nightmares about even now thinking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it really... It, 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 I always contend that you've got to learn how to win. And we didn't learn how to win, Joe. You know, we just could not go get over that line and Killer learn instinct. how to win. Uh, because if we had knocked over that, that first division title, we I firmly believe we would have gone on and knocked over one or two other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we didn't. We didn't learn how to win. Uh, so subsequently, you know, the league cups and the the two FA cups all went. You know the wrong way, uh, but yeah, we. Do you think that season affected the, the team? Like, I, I, I think, I, th- I think, yeah, I think psychologically it can because because of that learning factor, that learning mm. curve 
of knowing how to do it so you can repeat it. Yeah. So we were always trying to, to find a way to win, to yeah. win a trophy, that is, uh, and never quite succeeding. Uh, and we always kept, came up short over the next three, four years. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think was the, the missing piece of the jigsaw? I know missing, you mentioned missing, before, like the I goalkeeper. Have, yeah, certainly goalkeeper. Um, and this is no respect to the goalkeepers we had because we had some good quality international George goalkeepers. Wood. George Wood yeah, Woody. Yeah, yeah, Woody. Uh, so I, it's not as if the goalkeepers we had were bad mm. goalkeepers. They weren't mm. bad goalkeepers. They were very good goalkeepers. But the, the difference between very good goalkeepers and a Neville Southall, yeah. a great goalkeeper, is the difference between you possibly winning something and not winning something. And I've always contended Neville Southall, if we had another had a, had a Neville Southall in, in mm. our goal, we would have ended up winning, uh, maybe winning in 74, 75, certainly. Um, yeah. that, that, and, and then kicked on and won the other things. Yeah. I know you so, mentioned before that yeah, like, we yeah. nearly signed uh, Peter Shilton. That's right, that yeah. That could have been the... The difference. It could it could have been, and I I still don't know why to to this day Billy Billy Bingham would say to me um, that, that he's going to sign him because he actually said to me um, not long after I signed that he was going to sign him, but he never actually did it. Um, mm. uh, and in fact, he ended up um, John Keith. You know John Keith, the Express. John Keith, yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. was. A, Worked for the Express. He was actually in a, um, a meeting with Billy, um, with other uh, paper papermen, you know, news newspapermen, and uh, and they were talking about this, I believe. And somebody asked him about the goalkeeping situation, and he said, "No, no, we, we can win the league with a with a like a second second rate goalkeeper." He thought we could still win without Peter Shilton, wow. and and. You know, it's, it's not something that's really ever come out. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that the, 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 the John Keith never said anything about it in, in an yeah. article. But no, nobody has ever mentioned it. He only mentioned it. Um, oh, this is about maybe a decade ago to me. Mm. Uh, so I, even I didn't know about it. So wow. it's strange. But there yeah, you go. Very, very strange. Yeah. yeah. It does, yeah. Like, yeah. In that area, like we didn't yeah. win anything, which uh, no. like amazed me because we had some great players like yourself, yeah, of course, yeah. Mick Lyons, yeah. Dave Thomas, yeah. Duncan yeah. McKenzie, yeah. Martin, Martin Dobson, Dobson, others. Yeah. But like we really yeah. should have won the league a couple of times, like you said, yeah. 75, mm. 78 yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. League Cup defeat of Villa after two oh, replays, that, that really hurt, dear. didn't it? it? It, especially for me, because obviously I'm, I'm a Birmingham boy and yeah. <laughs> like me and neighbors a bit of added spice yeah. a bit of added spice yeah and I, I just could not believe that we could not overcome them uh, because mm-hmm. I, I generally thought we had the overall better better players better team mm-hmm. uh, but we just could not put them to bed as it were you know we just could not knock them over uh, and it, it you know I saw, I saw go, go through the the, the games, especially the Wembley game, in your head. <laughs> yeah, little situations where you know, if it wasn't for a certain something happening, um, mm. 
I, I, I have a little bit of a nightmare because there, we had a, a free kick out on the right. I remember it. David Jones had it out on the right. Mm. And Andy Gray, funnily enough, was, was marking me. And I went to, to move in front of him to come back. And I remember slipping on the turf. And by the time I, 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 I came back, got past him in you know, a little, little faint to come back, yeah. the ball flew over my head just inches away. Oh. And I, I always reckon that <laughs> if I hadn't just slipped, yeah. if I hadn't just slipped, honestly, I would have connected with that, with that ball yeah. and buried it. And, and that's my one real moment of nightmare moment about that game. Uh, that I knew in that instance, that was my chance. And he said, gone yeah. to, to have won the game, you know. And I, I haven't told that to many people, that little nightmare <laughs> scenario. Just to uh, yourself a few times. <laughs> I have, yeah. Oh. But yeah, that, that could have ended it there and then. Uh, but obviously yeah. it went into a replay and uh, a second replay. And, and uh, yeah. 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 They prevailed. Um, I, I um, hate Brian Little to this day. <laughs> oh, well, it's not only that. Big um, the centre half, uh, Chris. Um, oh, Chris. Yeah, the big fan of the beard. Chris. Chris. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. I kind of yeah, think. Yeah, scored with a like a thirty-five yard left footer straight in the top corner. <laughs> How many centre halves that you yeah. know of have done that in a game against Everton? Mm. And in such an important game, I, yeah. I can't name one, but he did it that night, you know, and, and things like that happened to us. Yeah, um, just, just, just little kind of lucky things, I know, the, the Clyde yeah. Thomas thing as well. Oh, yeah, well, it just, yeah. that was just... We, we just, we just had the wrong referee. That was yeah. just the wrong referee at the wrong time uh, yeah. for us, Um but yeah, he, he was yeah. But that's he, he always made it, Bill. He always made it, Bill. Him, like especially of course the, he did. The, the, the World Cup to Brazil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, and the and the other little little thing was obviously Frank Lampard, senior, nineteen eighty, oh, Leeds. Yeah. yeah, you know, never got over the halfway line, <laughs> ever. Gets into our box that, that evening and scores with one of the worst headers know, you've yeah. ever seen. Uh, yeah. So, you uh, know, and you ask yourself, why has that happened to us again? Yeah, no. Well, it's, so, it's, it's continued on since. We just, I don't know, somebody killed a cat back in the day. <laughs> oh, I think so, yeah. yeah I think there yeah. must be a, a gypsy curse on. There's something going on, yeah. yeah. yeah we have, yeah, some, we oh. have something like that similar over here. Yeah, Mayo. Oh, uh, they've been cursed yeah, for yeah. donkeys years. I think Everton yeah. are the Mayo of the football. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear <laughs> me. Uh, yeah. And, Bob, one of the greatest yeah. partnerships in our history, if not for me, probably mm. the best, was yourself and Dave Thomas. Yes. What, what made that so Dave. special? Uh, that made it special because uh, he, he was a very special player, a very special mm. winger. I played throughout my career with very good wingers. Wherever I was, Birmingham, Everton, uh, Swansea, whatever, uh, I had good, good wingers uh, who could deliver balls. Uh, and when you got wide men like that, you're going to score goals as a centre forward. Tyser, yeah, Tyser though, oh dear me, he, he was the cream of the cream when you talk about yeah. uh, 
wide wide players. Um, you know, he, 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 he was he had two of the best feet you you ever wish to have on a, on a player, and he could clip balls into you uh, wherever you were or into space mm. with the right amount of of speed as well. Mm. You know, not too heavy, not too slow. He knew how to clip balls in, so you could. So your job, he made he made my job a lot easier. I still had, had to make the connection, yeah. the right connection. You just you just got to score. You know, the ball was coming. Yeah, I knew it was going to come. I knew it was going to come with the right right speed on it. Uh, uh, so he he just knew how to do it, and he could do it with both feet, the lad. Um, yeah, he, he very, was just very fun- distinctive with the socks rolled all the way down. Very, absolutely, yeah. Um, funny enough, I, I first saw him as um, a fifteen-year-old at Wembley, England schoolboy match. Okay. Yeah, the only the only schoolboy match I ever went to, and Tyson <laughs> was playing for him. Tyson was playing, and even then, you know, he was doing things when I thought, "Oh, dear me!" It, like like him, you know, he, he stood out and like keeping touch with Dave. I, I do actually occasionally. Funny enough, I I, I uh, ran uh, Jim Pearson, Jim Pearson, a few oh, days Jim, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, because he he lives close by to Tyser, so he sees him quite okay. regularly. Mm. Um, you know, Tyser still runs. Really? He, even though he's he's like yeah, almost yeah, blind. blind. Yeah, and he has to. Die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's, Jim runs with him occasionally, uh, yeah. but apparently he had, he had a bit of an accident the other day. Oh. Because he, he he was running and smacked into a branch of a tree. He didn't obviously didn't see. So he, he's, apparently his face is a bit of a mess. Oh, uh, I, I must have actually actually I must ring him up actually and uh, chat with the lad. I'm not to tell him I hope he's okay. I know, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. But, oh, yeah. but you know, yeah. there he is, sixty yeah. odd, still running, and, and he's he's fit as a fiddle. Yeah, he's, he was always a fit lad, and he, he hasn't changed. So uh, I say, you know, you, you'd think, you know. Not knowing his age, if you put, you know, you could go out and play Tyson easily. So yeah, yeah. there you go. Get him on. Get him. Yeah. Oh, he'll have to roll the socks up a little bit now. I know he think. would. Yeah, yeah. You'd have a problem yeah. with that, I think, Tyson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. but the magical yeah. season then, of course, came yeah. in seventy-seven, seventy-eight, the, the thirty goals. Mm. Uh, the previous season, like you scored seventeen, mm. and the season after you, you scored eleven. But yeah. what do you think was the major difference in that, like the thirty goal season? You know, it, Joey, if I could put my finger on why that happened, it, yeah. um, certainly afterwards, uh, things changed. Uh, to be honest, things changed afterwards that mm. the following season. Um, uh, I'll come to that later. You know, that's something else. Um, but why I should end up scoring 30 league goals that particular season. Um, I really can't give you a definitive answer. Um, it, but it, it's almost, when I look back on it, almost as if it was written in the stars uh, that I would score. Because if we jump to, obviously, the last game, right? Because I know you want, you, you've got questions about that, that yeah, last no, game. Carry on, carry, listen, yeah. carry on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I we have to remember this is 1978 yeah centenary year 1878 yeah. right 100 years and the great man himself william ralph dixie dean 
is in the stands watching me, yeah. right? And I score my 30th league goal in the 78th minute, wow. right? Right, okay. 1978, 78th minute, the man himself is sitting in the stands like 50 years to the day that he scored his 60. And I scored my my 30 in the 78th minute. Now, I think the stars were aligned for that (laughs) season, Joe. That's my explanation. Because everything else before or after, certainly after, can't really be explained uh, mm. why it should be that season, mm. that centenary season, uh, why it happened. Uh, and it has nothing to do with the money. The money was just totally yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah we're going to have that now in a minute. The, the yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Which didn't last <laughs> long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just yeah. On, like you mentioned, the final day, you needed two goals. Yeah. And, like, yeah. You scored some a great pass from Mick Lyons. And yeah. like you said, he to wait till the 78th minute and yeah. the last goal was a penalty. Were you yes. the designated penalty taker at the time? I wasn't. No, no, no. Absolutely not. No. Um, no. I'd never taken penalties in my life, actually, up until that season when um, when I, I, I took a penalty against uh, Ipswich Town, mm. funnily enough. And all my penalties were all at the Gladys Street end. Wow. That's a, another little quirky thing. Uh, because the penalty against Ipswich was at the Gladys Street end, mm. and obviously the one for against uh, Chelsea was there. And I actually took a penalty the season after as well. I took three penalties in my life, scored all three, all three at the Gladys Street end. <laughs> this, this is, I know, a bit quirky. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, the penalty, uh, Linesy, funny enough. I know you had a question about me and Lions there. I mean, a little, yeah, had, little bit just, of an argument. I was just reading well, here, actually. You had yeah, a bit of a yeah, goal, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, that's, it, this, <laughs> this was his goal, like, uh, because uh, I think it was in the 71st or 72nd minute, I scored, scored the 29th goal from a corner. And a few minutes later, uh, we have another corner, Gladys Street end. Uh, one was from the under the the church and the other one from the other side. So two corners, opposite corners. And I was about to get on the end of that cross, funny enough. And I thought, oh, here's the 30th. Yeah. And big lines, he runs straight across me and buries the header in the back of the net, you know. <laughs> and the Evertonians are like roaring, but moaning at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. really an unusual sound. And I grabbed Lionsy. I said, Lionsy, get back down the other effing end and stay there. You know? <laughs> and he actually apologized to me. You know, Lionsy being Lionsy said, Oh, I'm sorry, Latch. Went back. But obviously a few minutes later, he was back up in the in the Chelsea box because you know he fell over mm. when Big Mickey Droy put his arms around him and fell over for the Pelmsy. Yeah. So like he, he didn't take any notice to what I said to him. Which is probably just as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. did you? Did, I know seventy-eight minute, but did, did you? Were you under pressure, or did you know the goal was called the tortoise goal? Yes. I, that, that, funny enough, that morning of that game, um, I had no qualms, no butterflies, nothing in my stomach. Because usually, most games, well, every game, you, you, you get a bit of a feeling in your stomach. You know, 
and depending on the game, depends on the how bad you, you, you're feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that morning, I can honestly say I woke up and I just knew I was going to score those two goals. As I said before, the stars were aligned. Mm. You know, the stars were aligned. I was going to score. Uh, and it, as it turned out, 78th minutes in centenary year in 78, please, you know, you, you, you can't get any, any better than that. Yeah, <laughs> with, yeah. with the great man watching as well. Actually, um, just imagine you met Dixie. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Did you, did you oh, say that to you after the match? Oh, funny. funny enough, because I was like three parts to the wind gone, you know, I'd been drinking a bit. And mm. I, I'd, I was trying to sneak out because I, 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 obviously my wife and family and friends had all shot off down back to a pub in Thornby. And I was supposed to meet them there. So I was trying to sneak out, you know, out through the, the lounges. And I bumped into Dixie and I went over to him. And we shook hands and, you know, all smiles. And he was saying that, you know, really happy for me, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, I, you know, I was way, you know, I was on cloud nine type of thing, yeah. you know. Uh, and before I, I, I went, he, he, he sort of gave me a little smile and said, um, just remember one thing, though, lad. I said, yes, Dixie was. You're only half as good as I was. <laughs> and I, I sort of, it sort of stopped me, and I thought, yeah. Back down to earth. <laughs> yeah, back down to us, yeah, absolutely. So, 30, 60, 60, 30. Only half as good as him. But as I say to Evertonians, if I'm remembered by Evertonians as only being half as good as that great man, I'll be happy. I'll yeah, take yeah. it, you know. I'll take yeah. it, you know. So, you did, know, did you meet him much at all during your playing days? I, I, I met him a couple of times before and uh, before mm. that day. Um, lovely man. It's he, like everything else in life. He, he was an old man. He's mm. probably like me. Uh, uh, he was an old man when I first met him. You know, I, I was in my prime sort of thing almost. Yeah. And he, and he was he was very gracious. You know, talking about about the life, about the club, and the how the game was and, and I looked at him I thought he scored 60 league goals in one yeah. season and he, 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 I honestly thought how did he do it because he, you, you, yeah. you, you, you could you can't imagine people that you meet doing doing that when how they look now like yeah. like you know like my my wife looks at me now and, and she can't imagine me playing football you know you know so you know she, she can't imagine it uh, and and it's, it is hard to imagine how how good he was, how great he was as a young player, uh, mm. because you meet them as an older man, you know, in his late 60s, 70s or whatever. And, yeah. and it's very hard to imagine that he scored 60 league goals. But he did. Yeah. And, of course, back then, the weight of the bars back then. Oh, everything, the pitch, the weight, the boots, you name it. Yeah. Uh, it must have been unbelievable. Uh, even when, when I started in, in, in the 60s, you know, the weight of the ball was still reasonably quite, reasonably quite heavy and the boots yeah. weren't particularly good. Um, but back then in the, in the 20s, well, 28 when he scored, it must have been horrendous. Uh, but he, he was a wonderful man, a lovely man, a very gracious man, yeah. a true Evertonian. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. The Evertonian. Actually, as I say, the Evertonian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like you said, if you're half as good as him, Bob, you're going somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, we mentioned earlier about the, the uh, Turkey Gold. The Daily Express put up 10 grand. Yes, yes, yes. Big yes. money yeah. back then, obviously. It was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But you gave yeah. most of it away. Half well, the charity. Fun. Yeah. Uh, um, a few of the teammates, I know. A couple. Yeah. I remember at the time, obviously, I was, I was only a kid. Yeah, and I remember you don't, have, you don't have to say that. You don't have to say oh, I was just a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I yeah. had shoot. Everybody got shoot yeah. at the time, yeah. and there was a yeah, piece yeah, in the yeah. shoot that, yeah. uh, like, you gave ten pound to a couple of the ball boys, and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this was a ball yeah. boy. Just yeah, yeah, amazing. But yeah. I, I just read there a couple of weeks ago. You got a tax bill for the full amount. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Well, the story goes. 5,000 of it actually went to the PFA and the, and the Football League to their charities, yeah. right? I didn't know this at the time. I oh, okay. got to know this after I won them. Oh, right? I see, I see. Uh, so that I, was a great I was beforehand. Not, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't aware of this <laughs> until afterwards. So, okay, okay, 5,000, okay. So I put 4,000 in the players' pool mm. and kept 1,000 for myself. Yeah, a little while later, um, I think the following, probably April, you, you, well, the old tax, you know, you're supposed to do your tax and everything. I get a letter from the taxman. Um, yeah, and, he, he, you know, I believe Mr. Latchard, you won £10,000. We haven't seen seen this uh, you know, put, put forward uh, on your tax return. Yeah, he tried to tax me on the 10000 originally. Uh, and it went on for a few years. Um, and obviously my accountant I had to get my accountant involved and letters were going back and so forth for a few years until he accepted that I only got five then he wanted to tax me on the 5,000 <laughs> so again we had to write letters I didn't write letters the accountant was writing letters saying look he put 4,000 in players pool kept 1,000 and eventually the ta- the taxman acknowledged that it was only a thousand I received, and he, he taxed me on the thousand. Oh, so man. there you go. What's the, cost? What's the cost more than that for all the solicitors' fees? It, it, and it, yeah, it did. Oh, yeah, all the accountants' fees and everything. Uh, I, I probably paid a lot more than I did in winning. And I regret now that I didn't say to the lads, okay, what charity are we going to give this 5,000 to? Away, we, yeah. yeah, we should have give, just given it all away. If I'd known yeah. what was to come, I would have yeah. said, look, let's just give this 5,000 to a charity or whatever. Um, did, but, did it spoil it you slightly? Or? It, it soured, yeah, it soured yeah. things a little, you know. You, yeah. you, you just didn't want it. I didn't want it. And it just, you know, it, it soured the achievement of doing it a little. Uh, yeah. But, you know, okay. Yeah. The taxman yes. wanted his share. I, yeah. I wasn't to know that. Some teams never. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. Something has done change. I, I was never told about it. You know, that yeah, it was yeah. subject to tax. You know, the Daily Express never said it was subject to tax. So, yeah. so you know. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Pairs, totally goals, but that's all. Yeah. That's yeah. All yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Now you you left Everton in 1981. Then was was yeah. it hard to leave? It, it, it was. It's always hard to leave. I think for any player who, who played for the club any length of time, it, 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 it was hard. But it, it was at a stage, fully enough, I have to go back to obviously 78, 79 and the subsequent seasons after that. I, looking back now, I think that was like the beginning of the end uh, for mm-hmm. me. 
and also for Gordon Lee and then one or two other players. Things changed that following season, um, and not always for the for the best. Um, yeah. uh, and it was a little bit sad that, that we, we, instead of pushing on and trying to achieve and, uh, and get better, we, I think we sadly slowly, slowly declined uh, as a club uh, and players left, certain players left uh, and of good quality. David Thomas left. Um, I think Dobbo yeah. left as well. Um, certain players left uh, and were probably replaced with not the same quality yeah. as those leaving. Uh, and it, looking back on it, 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 it was, it, it's sad now to, to reflect on it, on actually how it went. Um, uh, because it, it could have easily have gone the other way. Yeah. You know, we could have pushed on from that, from yeah. that 78 season and put really pushed on, but, but we didn't. Um, uh, and, and reflection now, when I think about it, think about, Things that went on, things in pre-season, things during the season, not only that season but the following seasons as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's yeah, it, it's 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 it was sad, uh, and we had a chance in 1980, of course, again FA Cup, yeah. Yeah. which we we alluded to with Frank Lampard, which we blew again, yeah. um, and I picked up one or two injuries and my form suffered. And I picked up a really major injury in terms of the um, like hamstring injury in 80, 81, I think, 81, was it? 81. Um, and in fact, that was my last season. Um, mm. I, I pulled my hamstring in the November, early November, 81. And I didn't play until the last game of the season against Wolves at Wolverhampton. And that was my last game for, for Everton, as it turned out, because that like close season... I went over to Australia because I, I know you, you... Yeah, you play for Brisbane. Yeah. Brisbane Lions, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four, uh, yeah. four goals of four games. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, was supposed to, I was contracted to play six games. Okay. Uh, but my hamstring uh, um, got a bit tight and mm. I missed two games so I had to have a bit of treatment on it. Um, but yeah, that, that was lovely, actually. Would that move have become permanent? No, no, I think, no, I think they, just... would, they would like to... I think they yeah. were dreaming it, of it becoming permanent, yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, no. I, we, it was for me. It was uh, a working holiday yeah. because I, you know, I took my wife and kids for like six weeks yeah. down there. Uh, it was all paid for, and um, we stayed on the Sunshine Coast for a couple of weeks, and oh, then up cool. on the Gold Coast for another couple of weeks or more. Yeah. It was wonderful. You know, you couldn't have asked for a better working holiday. Yeah. And I, I played I played some played some football. <laughs> In between, <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a really wonderful experience, um, yeah. and I came back obviously. And during that period, I, I had more. I'd come to the conclusion. Well, I come to the decision. I had to go mm. um, because over the as I said, what was what happened? The injury injuries, um, the loss of form. Um, combination of everything combination and there was a young kid coming through oh, the Mr. club Sharp. as well <laughs> yeah Mr Sharp who, who he I knew did okay he, he was going to do okay you, you yeah. knew he was going to do okay 
So all, all that combined, uh, I came back and Howard obviously had taken over. Gordon Lee had been sacked. Mm. Uh, Howard wanted me to stay, but I, I said to Howard, look, I'd already, I've already made my mind up, Howard. And when I've made a decision, I, I, I stick with it, you know, for good or bad, I'll, I'm going to go. Um, uh, and I still think now it's, it was still the right decision. Um, funny enough, you know, if I was a, a cold-hearted bastard, right, yeah. I could have left in 77, right? When freedom of contract had come in, if I'd have wanted to have left, right? Uh, because freedom of contract had, had come in uh, and I just got into the England setup, mm. and one or two rumours of one or two clubs were abandoned. Uh, and Everton had a wanted me to sign a new contract. But, and if I'd been, as I said, a cold-hearted bastard and yeah. didn't like Everton too, so, so much, yeah. you know, I could have gone back in 77, uh, like Ke Kevin Keegan did. Kevin, yeah, exactly. 77, in Liverpool, he went to Hamburg. Mm. Uh, but I'm not like that. I, I was in love with Everton. I wanted to be and play with Everton. Uh, uh, but everybody has, you know, a set time. Uh, it, it comes to everybody eventually, no matter how great a player you are. It, your, my time was up. Uh, I had to go and to somewhere else and uh, I ended up going to Swansea, of course. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's, it's, well, I watched your match. Actually, it was, on, yeah. it was on TV a couple of weeks ago when you came yeah. back and, and uh, Everton beat Swansea 3 1, but you scored. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I scored. Yeah. And the Everton yeah. fans scored or they cheered when you scored. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought, oh no, I can't do anything. <laughs> Keep quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it was, it was uh, fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, so you yeah. went on then and um, played for Swansea a couple of years, yeah. and you, you finished up at Murder Tidfield and Mercer, retired, yeah. Yeah, retired yeah. in '87. Uh, yeah. Did you think of going into management after you finished? I, I, to, to be honest, I, I never felt it was for me management. Mm. Um, I. I, I it didn't appeal to me. Um, I, I ended up doing a bit of coaching at Birmingham when I, I went to Birmingham. Um, and Trevor, Trevor Francis took me, took me to Birmingham in 96. Mm. I ended up doing a bit of coaching in, in the academy. I quite mm. enjoyed that, uh, to be honest, under 18s. Yeah. Um, but I never saw myself as a manager, uh, to be honest, Joe. Um, did you ever do coaching badges or anything? Or just... I, I did my, yeah, I did my coaching badges. Yeah. Although... I didn't finish off my A license. A license. I did the first part, but I didn't do the second part because I'm, I'm because in between, uh, obviously, um, my time at Birmingham coaching was over a period where my wife Pat died um, in in two thousand, and uh, um, like fifteen months later, I met Andrea um, in Spain. <laughs> The reason being that uh, we were the under 18s were at a tournament in in France. We were going to, and Brian Istick, who was the academy ma manager, said to me at the time, it, back, "This is back in May uh, of two, 2001." Said, "I'll take yourself off for a holiday latch because you, you won't be getting a holiday in like June, July type of thing." And so I went off um, to play a bit of golf over in. Um, 
Andalusia. And I, I'd bump into and uh, meet Andrea. Yeah. And that, that was that was the end of my sort of career in football. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hook yeah. a lot of pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. So that, that's how that, that that's how I happened to to meet Andrea and uh, we 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 got together. Uh, there you go. Later. The stars, yeah. the stars, yeah, stars, again. Yeah. stars were aligned again. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of stars aligning during your career. They are. They, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I always I always did like Shakespeare. I, I quite like Shakespeare. And uh, you know, okay, very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, not not for the intellectual part of it, just mm. um, for the emotional side of it. because okay. his plays. If you, if you, I don't know whether you have. I'm not, I wouldn't be imagining. No, Shakespeare. But he can take you through every emotion that you've got. And sometimes all in one play. And I, I love the emotion, the emotional side of it. Uh, and it, it, and the, I used to go off and watch one, one because I, I lived about 20 minutes from Stratford yeah. when I was in like Birmingham. So I used to take myself off, funny enough, uh, after Pat died and uh, go and watch a play or two. Uh, okay. Mostly the comedies, I like a good yeah, laugh, yeah. and <laughs> and you know, and nobody does it better than Shakespeare. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, but uh, yeah, don't think it's intellectual. No, it's nothing on an intellectual <laughs> basis. Just uh, just purely laughs and uh, yeah, exactly. humor yeah. and uh, you can't you know. be a good laugh. No, no. Okay, getting back to the football. Uh, yeah, okay, I interviewed I interviewed a few uh, players, ex Everton players, Derek Melfield and. Kevin yes. Campbell, especially, yeah, and, uh, and like they got no England caps whatsoever, mm. which kind of amazes me. I know, but, yeah, like, you, yeah, you only yeah. got 12. 12, yeah, but yeah. Does, does that does it rankle with you? Um, not really, but uh, I, I, I'm pleased that I got 12. I, I'm really pleased that I got 12. Um, I wish I would have got, got more. Obviously, um, what, what did you think the reasons were? I, I think partly, the, partly um, when back in '74, when um, his nibs from Leeds took over. Um, oh, Don Revy. Don, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think I was his favourite player uh, because he took over and he, he invited eighty other top players in England to Manchester. Uh, so he could come and talk and, and tell us how he's going to do what he's going to do and how he's going to do things. Mm. And we received a big, thick folder, you know, yeah. Don, Don Remy type folder of things he, he was going to set out and do. And I think he played 79 of those 80 players, he, but he never played me. I don't think he liked me. Uh, I think that just purely on a like or dislike what, basis. Was, was there history there or something? Or? I, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe, but I, I, if it was, it, it's probably something I, I may have said in interviews about Leeds, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think he, he may have taken things a, a little bit personally. Um, okay. So, he, so we, yeah, so I, I never got a chance, which I felt I was ready in 74. Mm. In fact, in fact, I felt I was ready uh, when Sir, Sir Elf um, oh, was manager, 70, to be honest, yeah, yeah. because because uh, I always felt that he, he was afraid to push me up from because he managed the under twenty threes then, 
And okay. I played under 23s under Sanolf. Mm. And I, I scored goals. But he seemed afraid to push me up to the senior squad. You know, and I have this dream, you know. I always have this <laughs> Here I go again. Everyone knows the dream. Yeah. You know, the game against Poland, where they oh, yeah. drew one each. Yeah. yeah. See, I have this dream that if he had picked me and put me in that squad, <laughs> you right? won a match. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I would have come on <laughs> instead of uh, Kevin, whatever his name was, um, from Derby. Uh, Kevin, oh, what was his name? Anyway, uh, and I would have come on and scored the winning goal, and would have got us through to uh, West Germany in '74. And I oh. felt I was ready. You know, I, that, I, yeah. I, I generally felt I was ready. Uh, and certainly, obviously, when uh, Don took over, I thought, okay, this is it now. Yeah, yeah. I'll get my chance. But it never happened for about three, four years. Uh, obviously, um, Joe Mercer had interim charge. Uh, but even Joe never, never picked me. Um, and it was left to Ron Greenwood. But I, I, I think he, because I was scoring more than anybody else in the, in the damn country, yeah. I think... It, he had to play me. Uh, but as soon as my form started to dip, like in 79, 80-ish, yeah. he bombed me out. You know? Never, uh, got back never got back in. Never got a sniff again. Uh, and, and that's probably the whole reason why I only got the 12 caps. Um, so it's a bit of... It's strange, yeah. Yeah, prejudice on, on certain yeah. parts. Yeah, could be, yeah. A bit of loss of form. Obviously, I, I lost a little bit of form. But the strange thing was, I went down to, to, to Swansea and I, st- and I started hitting goals again and scoring more goals than anybody else again with Swansea. But I never got a look in again. Uh, even though I was only 30 years of age. Yeah. You know, I was only 30 years of age. Yeah. You know, I was outscoring out people again, everybody. Yeah. But, Again, similar to like Kevin Campbell, yeah. he was banging the yeah. goals yeah. in and never, yeah, yeah, never got yeah. one cap. No, it's just, no, 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 it's maybe it's another thing. It's either that or you, you, I don't know whether it's your face, you, you know, your face fits or whatever. Or, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's, it's, yeah, strange, per, strange. people's personal prejudices or yeah. dislikes of certain players or, you know, can come into it, uh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Strange, strange. Yeah. You see, you see the fall of football, like when you finished playing, how yeah. was that? Um, partly because I, I, I totally left football behind, I, I think, mm. uh, to begin with. Um, uh, and I never saw myself being part of of football in general up okay. until 1996 when I, Trevor asked me to come back to Birmingham yeah. uh, I, I got back into it and funnily enough for four or five years there I, I enjoyed things actually yeah. uh, so in some, some ways that made me regretful of the years that I, I stopped playing to the years 96 yeah. uh, you know maybe I, I should have stayed within the game in some capacity yeah. Did you get any offers to, to manage our culture? I actually, no, I, no, I didn't actually, to be honest. No, um, no nothing. Um, but there again, I, I never really put myself out there with yeah. anybody to, to say, look, you know, 
I'm available. I say it, that wasn't me, and I, I would never go and say knock on somebody's door and say, "Oh, hey, yeah. you know, I'm here. If you want to want me to coach or whatever, uh, it's, it's, it wasn't me." So uh, it's just the way I am, John. So yeah, that's modest. Modest. I remember. I remember picking yeah. up in the yeah. airport at that time when he came to Dublin, and oh yes, yes, we yes, yes. to the airport and and. Yeah. You said, I can't believe people are actually paying money to come and see me tonight. I know, yeah. yeah. Right, so yeah. What are you talking about? You're Bob. That's what <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, it's just, but that's one thing yeah. that always struck yeah. me. The modesty, yeah. Bob, was just, just amazing. Well, well I said, I, I've always, you know, I was brought up on, on, on the streets of Birmingham. You know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, my, my family uh, come from small east, you know, picky blinder country. You know, oh, yeah. uh, small yeah. leaf and and generations going back right into the 1700s all come out of small leaf all working yeah. class you know um people uh so i and for me even though i achieved relative success playing football uh, it, it's very difficult to, because i'm like you and people like you and people in birmingham and Liverpool and whatever, Swansea. I'm a working class kid. Yeah. I just happen to be able to play play football and score a, score a few goals. Yeah. But I'm no different from from you or anybody else. All those you know fans who, who bought tickets to you know to pay to come and listen to me. You know? yeah. I, I just find that hard to 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 grasp that they would want to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it, it, to be honest, it's not something that when I was a kid I, I ever thought about because yeah. it never happened. I don't think anyway. I don't yeah, think yeah, the, yeah. You know, the culture was slightly different, but mm. I, I never thought about, oh, I'd like to go and listen to so and so and pay money to go and listen to so and so. Even though I, I, I was love football or whatever, um, yeah. I'm not sure I, I would have paid, but. You know, it's just maybe I'm just a bit quirky like that. So I don't know. Who who would have been your your footballing heroes as a kid? My footballing heroes, um, Alfredo Di Stefano. I remember watching oh, yes. wow. on on yeah. television. Funny enough, we had a television late fifties, uh, and he I saw him against Wolves. Wolves, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, Di Stefano. I thought, wow, he's some player. All in white, you know, yeah, magnificent. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, people. Dennis Law was probably one of my favourites yeah. growing up. Dennis Law um, always liked him. He was always there or thereabouts, you know. Or yeah. popping goals in. I thought, oh, that, that looks easy. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, it's not. It was it's, when you start. When it was, it, you it was. started playing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's never, it's never as easy as it looks. Um, mm. Because you have to be in the right place at the right time to yeah. to to do what he did, and yeah. he had he had that ability. And fortunately, I had that ability. So it, it mm. takes a little bit more than um, being able to poke it in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So a hard, hard work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do you still keep in touch with any of the players from back in the Everton back in the seventies? Um, Jim Pearson, I, I talk to occasionally. Jim, um, oh yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Jim and uh, Tyser uh, yeah. occasionally, but um, I, I, I used to see. Obviously, when I used, to, I used to come over to Liverpool um, pre-virus. Uh, <laughs> I think the last time I was over in Liverpool was maybe two thousand 
18-ish maybe. Uh, so I usually got to see a player or two there. You know, yeah. I used to come back and, and do a gig or two and and whatever. And um, But uh, but it's like everything else. You, you know, you, I'm out over in here in Germany. It's, 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 mm. I'm isolated from really from... Uh, yeah. From football in the UK, uh, I, I just follow it um, on the internet, and basically, yeah. so that's, that's as much as I do now. Yeah. I, I, I see a little bit of Champions League football occasionally. Okay, but, uh, I don't, I don't see any league football. I, At all? No, uh, occasionally my son uh, over here, uh, Sam, will, will have a game on. Uh, okay, and, and I'll get to. Get to watch a little bit. To local park, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, apart from that, I, I I don't watch much, to be honest. You don't. Oh, well, uh, no. next yeah. question goes out the window about Carlo. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, <laughs> uh, that, yeah. Uh, no, no, sorry. Just on on the uh, like, we've had quite a few managerial changes over the like last five six years. Do, do you yeah. think we've gotten it right now with, with Carlo? I, I I think this is as right as it, it could be or ever mm. could be. Uh, mm. for, I w- certainly, in terms of the um, the managers, um, yeah. we, we've made one or two errors, um, certainly. But this man seems to be uh, the real deal. Um, I, I think he has a almost like a blueprint for success. He, he knows how to get success. I feel, and given the right tools. Uh, and the time, I, I think he, he could well turn the club around and and be. I'm not going to say very successful, but in terms of what has happened, he, he could certainly be more successful than any previous manager over the last uh, decade or more. Yeah. Um, he. he he seems to have the quality anyway, yeah, and, and the manner about him and the ethos about what he wants from players and how to how to get the best out of players. Uh, and obviously, with somebody of that quality, players will listen and they'll want to learn from him. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I got my fingers crossed that he, he's going to hang around for a few years and yeah. uh, success will follow him. Oh, hopefully. It's just been yeah. too long. It's just really it has, it has. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Bob, just before we go, a few yeah. uh, questions yeah. in from members here. So uh, yeah. the first one is from Frankie O'Donnell, and he says, uh, where do you think we can improve the current squad? The current squad? I, I think you can always improve um, all over, basically. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I it's, it's not any one area. Obviously, another, another striker is always, you know, everybody's looking for strikers, but yeah. trying to find a, another striker is, is very, very difficult. Um, I think he's got a good balance in midfield, to be honest. Um, but I'm, I'm sure if, if the right player became available to improve the midfield, he would, he would go try to buy them. And obviously the same goes out defensively. Um, I, th- I don't think there's any one area where you, you think as a manager um, it's like 
oh, I've got to, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. It, 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 it's an overall picture. I think he sees the bigger picture and, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and tries to get the players in for the bigger picture that he, he wants to create. Uh, and if the right player in the right position becomes available, I'm sure he'll try to buy that, that player. Um, but obviously stopping goals and scoring goals are two important elements of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the better we stop and the more we score, we're going to win more games. It's, that's the, that's it's, the logic behind... It, it sounds simple. <laughs> it does sound simple, yeah. but that's very difficult to achieve. Yeah, but if, yeah. you, if you achieve that, you've got a winning team. Um, mm. uh, and I, I would say he's probably looking at, looking at every position he's got all the mm. time. You um, can't afford not to look at every position yeah, yeah. Uh, to think, have I got the best there? Can I, can I improve it? Um, that, that's, that's his job, basically, yeah. or part of it. He's doing okay so far. Oh, he is, yeah. The, yeah. The, uh, uh, it's wonderful, actually, to have a manager of his ability in class. Yeah. I think like uh, someone like him can attract players, like especially like James Rodriguez. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, they they will come. Uh, certain players will go to certain clubs because of the certain managers who, who are there. So yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Okay. Um, next one is from Sean Rice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did sure. you have any pre-match or post-match routines or superstitions? Uh, pre-match, yes. Um, I would. Um, my shorts would be the last piece of item kit I would put on. Okay, all yeah. the time. Yeah, all the time before I before the bell went. Okay. And I would. I, don't ask me why. Don't 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 get into okay. the psychology of of that. No no no. no. <laughs> don't, don't don't break it down. <laughs> no, don't break it down. Uh, and I would always follow the goalkeeper out. Uh, so yeah, th- those two things. Uh, so don't ask me why on either either one why I just got into the routine of doing that from a very young age um, so and I, I just kept it so there you go pretty good yeah. okay and Jerry yeah. Gavigan who was a, a goalkeeper himself he said what yeah. was it like to score twice against your brother David when oh, Ever- David yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was good in one way because obviously <clears throat> scoring goals was, was I was there for it, it was my brother okay uh, I had to put that to one side uh, I also scored against my brother Peter against West Brom oh. um, so uh, I've scored against both brothers um, and I've kicked kicked both of them as well so <laughs> you know That's just to deal. let them know <laughs> their brothers around you know as you do. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, growing up, it's yeah. pretty much the same growing up, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we used to go out and play, they were they were goalkeepers and they used to <laughs> score yeah. goals against them yeah. and kick them and, you know. So yeah. things don't change uh, with no. brothers. Mm. Uh, so, yes, it, it was... Because it was my brother, it, it didn't really have that much of an impact because I, I was there to score. Just it doing just happened job. to be my brother, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or both of them, yeah. yeah, Peter and David. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, it was nice to score against them. So, it was yeah. good. Yeah. Was it Peter went down to play for Celtic? Peter, yeah, in yeah. nineteen seventy seventy four, I think, or seventy five. Yeah, Jock Steen bought him, uh, and he went and spent at least ten years or more 
at Glasgow mm. Celtic and played with Kenny um, and Douglas. Douglas and Co. and won a, a number of honours and whatever. Yeah. He still lives in Scotland now. I still up there, yeah. Oh, yeah, he lives in a place called Mucklin in Ayrshire. So he's yeah he's he's like almost Scottish, almost. <laughs> Peter McLatchford. Yeah, Peter McLatchford. Yeah, <laughs> almost Scottish. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, uh, next yeah. question was from Alan Whelan, and uh, from a player's point of view, uh, what was what is it that makes Everton so special? As he said, a lot of players say Everton are the best club they played for. The fans, absolutely, one hundred percent. The fans. The fans make the club. Uh, and it, without a shadow of a doubt, it, what makes makes this club special? Uh, it's just the the feeling and the warmth, and and the way if you get accepted by these fans, you are accepted for life. Yeah, you you're like in a family for life. It's a, it's another family, and you're part of that family, that Everton family, and they don't forget you. This is what amazes me all the time when I I come back. That people don't forget, you know. I, you know even after you know, 40, 50 years, people do not forget. Uh, so once you're part of this family, you're there for life until, you know, that's it. Uh, yeah. and, and it's it, it is generally the warmth and the affection and the love they hold for you uh, makes this club special, very special. Yeah. I, I always say we're, we're not a club or a family. I, I, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's my yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah, I just, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're quite right. Yeah. Okay, mm. one from Stuart Orleans. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts on VAR, good or bad? Oh, I, I'm not a lover of it, to be honest. Um, mm. I, 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 but I'm an old fogey, you know, I'm an old <laughs> fart, you know, uh, playing from an era where it was just the referee in charge and the two linesmen. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, and human error was the curse yeah. of football, but you accepted it because that that's the game. You're going to get human error. And they are, are trying desperately to take away human error. Mm. But I think they've created a Frankenstein, Monster, to be yeah. honest. Monster in the, the place. Goal, goal line technology, I can go with. Mm. Because that's clear cut. Ball's over the line or it's not over the line. Mm. The rest of it, it's becoming a, a bit of a nightmare. The, the changes in the rules, um, uh, the offside rules and whatever, it's just completely all changed. Uh, and the technology, as to me, I don't think has really helped the game or I'm, I'm not sure it, it, it's enjoyable. It, I, I, I'm sure the fans may, you know, most of the fans will say, oh, it's still enjoyable. But um, I just think technology could kill, not kill the game, but it it's having an effect on it where... Yeah. You, know, you can't celebrate a goal now. It's, 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 it's you can't ridiculous. because you've you got to wait for the VAR to, uh, <laughs> to say it's a goal or not. Um, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. I, I just think there's too much technology. As I said, mm. the goal line, top goal line technology, fine, but mm. everything else, it seems to be, it, it creates more problems than it solves. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 VAR is throwing up more problems for everybody. Mm. Um, 
but technology seems to be the way sport in general goes is going. Um, so it may be something that's you know the fans and the clubs and everybody else we got we got to live with because it's a technological world. Um, so it, it can only get more technical. Yeah, if that's, just, if that's possible. Uh, yeah, just like I said, it's taking that human yeah. error side it, out it of it, which, it which, does, yeah. which is, which, listen, it's it's the debate part of football. That's, that's what we yeah, call yeah. it. Yeah. Well, just think about Clive Thomas back in 77. Oh, let's not go back there. Yeah. You, you just, <laughs> yeah. If yeah. VAR would have been around. <laughs> <laughs> we should have brought it back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, we, uh, but we couldn't go to dinners and lambast. Yeah. You know, Clive Thomas and say, What a is, you know, what a titty is, yeah, bleep, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we wouldn't have had anything to talk about, no, exactly, yeah, <laughs> well, maybe winning things, yeah, winning things, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah maybe VAR is good, yeah, yeah, okay, and know. finally, uh, yeah, okay. one from my wife, who I'm not right, quite sure okay. who loves you more, me or her, <laughs> uh, says, on behalf of the Irish Toffees ladies and some yeah. men, yeah. what's the secret to keeping so young looking at 70? Oh, if, if I knew the secret to that, Joe, I, I would bo- and sell it bottle it and sell it. Uh, and again, I think I'd make, it, make it quite a bit of money out of it. Um, I, I just think I've just been blessed with the, with the way I actually look. I, it's just, mm. just the genes uh, within me. Um, it's, it's just... In fact, my older brother John, um, who's what, he's eighty now, eighty. He looks be- probably better than me. I tell you, oh yeah, yeah. He's always looked terrific. He's always looked better than me uh, whenever ever I've seen him. So uh, yeah, so he's probably got got that that more than me actually, John. Yeah, but <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Listen, Bob, thank you so yeah. much for today. For time. It's a pleasure, uh, Joe. Absolute uh, pleasure. Yeah. It's been good talking me, with I you. Could, yeah. I could stay here all day. I really could. Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've got, got to go have you now. back in Ireland when all this settles down. I know, yeah. Much, yeah, I would love to. Uh, yeah. I've now got to go and do the children's lunch now. Yeah. My, my, my wife works on a Friday. And Andrea works on a Friday. She works one day a week on a Friday. Okay. This is why I chose Friday, because I knew it would be quiet. Uh, but the, the kids up because I, I'm upstairs see so uh, yeah. the kids are upstairs in the bedroom with the, you know doing doing their things on the computer with the yeah. school I've got to go now and do lunch prepare lunch there you go eh? that's there for now, never man. stops Legend, never stops are not, you have yeah. to do <laughs> you've got to do lunch yeah, absolutely Mr. Bob thank you so much for today and pleasure Joe happy, yeah. happy, happy birthday again happy 70th thank you okay uh, terrific yeah. we'll talk to you soon yeah. Pat thank you very, yeah. very okay. much okay Cheers, Joe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website, www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.